Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is your brother right here, hopefully one of your favorite deplorable brothers right here, checking in with you today on this amazing Tuesday, I think it is. All this self-isolation, all these days are running together. Is it just me, or do you have to look at a calendar to figure out what day of the week it is most days? Thank you for choosing to spend a little bit of your evening with this brother right here as I bring you the true, unadulterated, no-nonsense, unbiased news. And boy, do I got some news for you today. (laughs) The president went off today on this hack reporter, Brian, that's not uh, a stranger to bringing absolute controversy to press briefings. He's been making a mockery of press briefings for years. When are they going to yank his credentials? And I've got some news on how Democrats are starting to support President Donald Trump. Oh, yes, they are. And also, we've got news of uh, some voter fraud that we all should be aware of, especially the type of mail-in voter fraud that went unaccounted for this last uh, voting season. So if you're chiming in from Facebook, thank you so much. Twitter, thank you for retweeting. Facebook, please share this. They're being nice to me right now. And YouTube family, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And if you're listening to me on my podcast, you are enjoying some amazing podcasts, not only of my daily shows, but amazing one-on-one interviews with individuals like Bishop Harry Jackson that I just got to interview today, the pastor that just gave a message at the Oval Office on Good Friday with the President of the United States. Yes, I got an inside peek uh, and, and into, it was actually pretty... Uh, it was, pretty, it was pretty interesting. He shared some inside information on how the president's demeanor, he's noticed, has changed during the course of this pandemic. We got into that on that podcast. That'll drop later on in the week. Uh, and, of course, I got to interview, again, my good friend Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. So we're going to get into it right now. Thank you guys for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. And uh, let's start off with this. The fact that the president put the World Health Organization on blast. He brought it up last week when it became known that the World Health Organization was choosing to side with China, regurgitating their propaganda and believing their lies, which then led to mass transit, uh, mass uh, transaction and mass uh, uh, infection, if you will, literal infection all around the globe because China didn't close off their ports and the World Health Organization suggested that we didn't need to. Here's the president talking about pulling the hundreds of millions of dollars in funding from us, taxpayers, to the World Health Organization. We have deep concerns whether America's generosity has been put to the best use possible. The reality is that the WHO failed to adequately obtain vet and share information in a timely and transparent fashion. The world depends on the WHO to work with countries to ensure that accurate information about international health threats is shared in a timely manner. And if it's not, to independently tell the world the truth about what is happening. The WHO failed in this basic duty and must be held accountable. It's time after all of these decades. The WHO failed to investigate credible reports from sources in Wuhan that conflicted directly with the Chinese government's official accounts. There was credible information to suspect human-to-human transmission 
in December 2019, which should have spurred the WHO to investigate and investigate immediately. Through the middle of January, it parroted and publicly endorsed the idea that there was not human-to-human -human transmission happening despite reports and clear evidence to the contrary. The delays the WHO experienced in declaring a public health emergency cost valuable time. Absolutely, the World Health Organization should be held accountable. And you know, when I was listening to the president today, I began to wonder just how complicit and why were the leaders of the World Health Organization so complicit in sticking up for China? If you believe, which after three years of watching our president get absolutely blasted by the press, by the liberal media, you have to understand there has been an all-out attack and assault trying to bring this president down. It makes you wonder, made me wonder, if their complicity was actually more cooperation with those world leaders that would love to take us down. I think it's also very interesting that written into the uh, the bill with China, the uh, the uh, the trade bill with China, uh, at the very end of it, somewhere towards the end of that bill, it spoke of, unless there was a act of God or pandemic, that China wouldn't be liable, would not have to buy the $250 billion plus uh, from us. And it's pretty interesting that that was uh, passed late last year. And then the pandemic literally is released in Wuhan, China. And China lied about it. They didn't give us the truth. And the World Health Organization, the organization that's supposed to be there for the world's health. I mean, it's their stinking name. It's kind of like Planned Parenthood. They're not planning anything but little baby murder. The World Health Organization was complicit. And transition, uh, uh, transit didn't stop. Transfer from person to person. They said it wasn't there. Was no human to human transfer. And it all turned out to be completely false. I wonder, Just it really makes you wonder, really makes you wonder how complicit and who is complicit in trying to bring about the worst, got to be one of the worst economic disasters. Has our country ever been completely shut down before? I think not. Nine out of, it, out of 10 people are self-isolating. We can't have rallies. We can't go to restaurants. We can't go to church. How many people would have thought that the American people would blame the president for this. Well, that's exactly what the mainstream media is trying to do. Uh, here, here is, here is uh, one more on the, World, on the World Health Organization from the president speaking directly to why they literally lied and how, if the World Health Organization had been truthful and honest, we could have mitigated the spread of this pandemic a lot sooner than we did. The World Health Organization did not do their job. Had the WHO done its job to get medical experts into China to objectively assess the situation on the ground and to call out China's lack of transparency, the outbreak could have been contained at its source with very little death, very little death, and certainly very little death by comparison. This would have saved thousands of lives and avoided worldwide economic damage. Instead, the WHO willingly took China's assurances to face value, and they took it just at face value, 
and defended the actions of the Chinese government, even praising China for its so-called transparency. I don't think so. The WHO pushed China's misinformation about the virus, saying it was not communicable and there was no need for travel bans. They told us when we put on our travel ban, a very strong travel ban, there was no need to do it. Don't do it. They actually fought us. The WHO's reliance on China's disclosures likely caused a 20-fold increase in cases worldwide, and it may be much more than that. Absolutely complicit. The deaths of thousands, tens of thousands, are on the hands of the World Health Organization. Now, that is just, that is just simple fact. The fact that they did not share the truth Rather, that they lied or that they unknowingly gave us false information that there was no human-to-human transference. And then countries all around the world didn't heed and didn't do what our president, thank God, what our president did in stopping the flow of entry from individuals from China back in January. Other countries are reeling, literally crippling, and families devastated because of this. Now, you think that most Americans would understand and see this. You think that really anybody in the world, when they hear that the World Health Organization did this, that they would hold the World Health Organization accountable. Well, unless you're listening to the mainstream media and the likes of uh, Jim Acosta and Wolf Blitzer, because if you're watching CNN, friends, you're getting an entirely different picture. I I know it pains you to have to watch this, but I think it's important that we understand what some people are getting, what narrative some Americans are getting from the news stations that they watch. I'll take all USA to the World Health Organization. Uh, that's right, Wolf. And there was a briefing last week where he began to say that he was halting funding for the World Health Organization, and then he backpedaled away from that. So obviously they, they feel like they've come up with a, a, a distraction to use at today's briefing. Yesterday it was the news media. Uh, today it's the WHO. And if you go through the scapegoats that he's blamed uh, so far for this coronavirus pandemic, the WHO, members of the news media, Democrats in Congress, uh, governors, he's blamed China, he's blamed the Obama administration, he's blamed everybody but himself. And, and Wolf, it, it just it comes to mind what we saw yesterday during that briefing, that Monday meltdown, when he played that propaganda video in the White House briefing room. Uh, these briefings uh, altogether are, are coming across like something out of Baghdad Bob. Uh, Baghdad Bob being the Iraqi military official who was claiming during the Iraq war that the United States uh, was not making its way into the Iraqi capital. Uh, the president is sounding very uh, Baghdad Bob-like in the way that he's uh, signing blame to everybody but himself. He is not taking any responsibility for this. Uh, one of the things he just said a few moments ago about the World Health Organization, I'll, I'll just read. Nah, I don't want to listen to any more of the nonsense, garbage, and lies that you have to say, Jim Acosta. You're disgusting. You're intentionally, willfully lying to us. Well, to your viewers, I'm not watching you other than just trying to keep tabs on all your nonsense. But to the viewers that don't understand, the ones that truly still think that CNN is a trusted news network, you are intentionally, willfully misleading your audience. You probably didn't even show or you took down the president's remarks today 
where he called out the World Health Organization, where he called them out for regurgitating the Chinese propaganda that they did, saying that there was no human-to-human transfer taking place. You probably didn't uh, play any of that information. You're just sharing news to your audience that's full of lies. Shame on you. And I really, truly hope enough Americans see through your garbage to stop watching your show. Last I heard, your ratings were worse than the Cartoon Network. So hopefully people get more enjoyment and laughing out of watching the Cartoon Network. I don't know. Some of us laugh when we watch you too. But it is pretty disgusting to say the least. Well, some Democrats are not backing down from showing their support for this president. Even the lawmakers. This Georgia Democrat lawmaker has came out and endorsed President Trump for president. Donald Trump for president. State Rep. Vernon Jones bucked his party Tuesday and endorsed President Donald Trump. He is the first elected Democrat to endorse Trump's re-election bid. Other Georgia Democrats were quick to endorse his primary opponent, and all were calling him a traitor for standing up for the rights of American citizens over illegal aliens. Jones said, it's very simple to me. It should be this simple to everybody. But he said, it's very simple to me. President Trump's handling of the economy, his support for histor- historical, uh, historically black colleges, and his criminal justice initiatives drew me to endorse his campaign. There are a lot of African Americans who clearly see and appreciate he's doing something that's never been done before. When you look at unemployment rates among black Americans before the pandemic, they were at historic lows. That is just fact. James Beverly, Democrat Macon, said, we're not sure what was on Vernon's mind. It's antithetical to what we believe in. Well, what do you believe in? You must not believe in all those positive things that this president has done that that Democrat uh, just shared is why he's endorsing the president. You cannot argue with the fact that President Donald Trump has done more for the black community than Obama did in all his eight years that's probably been done in the last 40 years trying to undo the absolute crippling effects of what the Democrat policies have done to the black community for 60 years. You can't deny that. So it's pretty amazing to see Americans, especially black Americans, that are waking up, and Democrats at that, that are waking up and saying, you know what, you can't deny how good this president's been. I feel an awakening taking place in this country, especially among the black community. And friends, that means it's a pretty much done deal for our president this year. He will get reelected. But we still got to get up, get out, and vote. And we got to take back the House, and we've got to keep the Senate. So make sure you pay attention to who you're voting for. Well, the president went off on this reporter, Brian. uh, Let me get his name right. I think it's Haram or Karam. Let me see. I've got it. My good friend, Ryan uh, Fournier, was at something with me today. Yeah, it's Karam. Brian Karam. This guy is an absolute joke. I hear he actually used to report for Playboy. I don't know. I, I, I don't understand why he would be anywhere with his mouth other than just trying to get his mouth out there in the public eye. But the president just about had enough of him today. He literally about walked off the stage. I thought he was going to walk off the stage. He literally did one of these. Ugh. Man, he had had it. Check out the president uh, dishing it out and then telling the truth about this third rate wannabe reporter uh, go ahead yeah thank you uh, today 600,000 cases 25,000 deaths i know you want to bring, blame the who but i've spoken to hundreds of people across the country in the last few weeks who say they still can't get tested 
and that uh, they aren't social distancing because so they the wait, 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 Excuse me. Excuse me. I know. I know your question. You ready? The governors. The governors are supposed to do testing. It's up to the governors. Go ahead. The governors are doing the testing. It's now not up, and it hasn't been up to the federal government. Go ahead. I told them when they put this guy here, it's nothing but trouble. He's a showboat. If you keep talking, I'll leave, and you can have it out with the rest of these people. If you keep talking, I'm going to leave, and you can have it out with them. Just a loud mouth. Go ahead. Just a loud mouth. <laughs> well, that's not the first time he's been a loud mouth. No, he's got a little history of that. I myself was in the very Rose Garden that this took place in today at the White House. I've got to just, I pinch myself all the time of the opportunities that God has presented me where I, it's got me in some pretty amazing places. Anyway... In the Rose Garden today, that uh, fake, loudmouth reporter, Brian Karam, he went off on the president. But wouldn't you know that he did the exact same thing to Sarah Sanders? Don't you have any empathy? Jill, go ahead. Come on, Sarah, you're a parent. Don't you have any empathy for what these people are going through? Jill. They have less than Brian, you do. Guys, Sarah, come on, settle down. Seriously. I'm trying to be serious, but I'm not going to have you, you yell out a turn. Jill, please call. It's a law, and, and they have, the, these people have nothing. They hey, Ron, I know you want to get some more TV it's time, but that's that, not what this is about. about I want to recognize you. Question, Go ahead, Sarah. Jill. Honestly, answer the question. It's a serious question. These people have nothing. They come to the border with nothing, and you throw children in cages. You're a parent. You're a parent of young children. Don't you have any empathy for what they go through? Jill, go ahead. Two questions for you first. Absolutely despicable. And yet he still has, why does he still have his press credentials? Why is he allowed in the White House? The president said it today. I knew when we let this guy in, he was going to be trouble. I, please give me my White House press credentials. Please, I'd love to come and report. I'd love to come and ask the president some questions. One of the questions I'd ask him is, how are you doing? Again, my podcast with Bishop Harry Jackson that'll drop later this week. He had some inside information, inside uh, insight into how the president's doing. It's, it's, he definitely needs our prayers and our support. But here is the moment where I was in the Rose Garden, right behind Sebastian Gorka. I, I didn't hear specifically the beginning of it, so I got there at the tail end. But this just, I think, speaks to the kind of, uh, the kind of individual that was the kind of individual that Donald Trump was talking about and that has access inside the White House. Listen to the very first thing that this guy, Brian Karim, says. No, I'm just standing Honestly. around. This is a group of people that are eager for demonic possession. Demonic possession. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a journalist, right? That's right. Hey, come this on over here and talk to me, brother. We can go outside and have a long conversation. You are a punk. You're not a journalist. You're a punk. Go home. Go home. Hey, Gorka, get a job. Hey, just for the record, he'd kick your punk ass. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Let that one slip out. He'd kick his punk behind. 
Yeah, Gorka would. Gorka is taller than me. I'm almost 6'4", about 240. Gorka's got to be about 6'7", 6'8". I don't know. He's up there. But he's a big man. I would not mess with him. Well, we could tangle, but it would be all in fun and in love. But that guy right there, what the heck is he even talking about? These people are, they want demonic possession? Are you serious? He's got to be... he must be battling something for him to have that kind of demeanor. And why is he still allowed inside the White House? That was a year and a half ago or so. And I got my hat for those of you. I wanted to show it. Just I, I, I'm so honored and privileged that I've gotten to. I got this signed in the Oval Office of the White House by the president at his desk. I've got a picture uh, of him there and uh, with me in there. Anyway, I just like to show that support because... I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you because you guys watch and share and share and retweet and all that you do. It's given, uh, it's definitely gotten the president's attention. Well, my videos are pretty funny too, but in any event, uh, Roger Stone has a theory. Now I know Roger has been, you know, a little out there on some things, but I wanted to walk this back with you a little bit just to get your feedback. And I've got some videos. I think I'll, I'll share them with you tomorrow on Bill Gates, the guy that, created Microsoft, that became a billionaire, and then got into vaccines. And I actually have a video that he edited where he was talking about how we should treat this current pandemic with a vaccine, but there's a part that he actually edited out, a part that actually him himself was talking about um, a medical, a digital ID tag for vaccination. How many of you out there are going to jump at the chance to have something implanted in you that's going to tell the government whether or not you've been vaccinated? Yet that's exactly what my video tomorrow will show. Here is what Roger Stone thinks about this entire pandemic. He says that Bill Gates may have created, I don't know if he created it or not, the virus to microchip people according to the New York Post. As always, let me start out by saying I'm not trying to suggest that I believe this theory is true, nor am I trying to present it that it were fact in any way. We are merely reporting on something that a person of prominence stated and thus is newsworthy. So don't fact check me. Most Trump supporters know Roger Stone as a decades-long friend of President Trump. The two men spent many nights together when they were younger out on the town, allegedly looking for lady friends. Stone was also frequently been credited with being the one who got Donald Trump to run for president in the first place. Roger is not too shy away from controversy, and he sure stirred the pot with his theory on the origin of the virus. Roger Stone suggested Monday that Bill Gates may have had a hand in the creation of the virus so that he could plant microchips in people's heads to know who has and who has not been tested. He said, whether Bill Gates played some role in the creation and spread of this virus is open for vigorous debate. I have conservative friends who say it's ridiculous And others say absolutely, Stone told Joe Piscopo, host of the radio program, The Answer on 970. He went on to say he and other globalists are using it for mandatory vaccinations and microchipping people so we know if they've been uh, tested over my dead body. Mandatory vaccinations? No way, Jose. Stone told a fawning Piscopo who referred to President Trump's longtime advisor as a legend. Friends, as crazy as that sounds. Can you really put anything past these these liberal elites? The uh, the 
you know there's a cabal out there. If you have not watched the documentary yet, Out of Shadows, please watch that this evening on YouTube. Out of Shadows, one of the individuals in that movie I'm going to have on my podcast later this week. But it's very eye-opening and alarming. And a lot of people that have been deep in Hollywood are coming to terms uh, with, with what was going on all around them. And they're not remaining silent. They're speaking out. So whether he had a hand in the creation of it, the timing of all of it is very suspect. Especially when you know, and you can dig, that the, uh, um, the, uh, the Bill, and Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation had an Agenda 201 or Meeting 201 in like November where they actually traced what would happen to the world if a pandemic was released. They actually called it uh, the, the coronavirus. If a coronavirus was released... Uh, or unleashed or or went rabid around this around the country and around the world how many people would die and they say that they've been working on vaccines for it bill gates has been all over the place including fox news talking about his vaccines and the video that i'm going to show you tomorrow he specifically talks about a digital imprint a digital uh a, a, the digital way to track whether a person has been tested or is positive for the virus now how would you get that digitally Unless there's something inside your skin that's going to actually give them the answer. Friends, it's pretty, it's pretty surreal, scary that we're actually talking about stuff like this. But I'll let Bill Gates in his own words, from his own mouth, tell you that on my show tomorrow. All right, now we've got Chris Cuomo, who was diagnosed with COVID-19. Who's been spending uh, weeks in his basement, or the lower story of his home that apparently is having an awakening of sorts. He's come out and actually said he hates his job. He doesn't like going on CNN. I really think what he doesn't like is going on CNN like Jim Acosta does and Wolf Blitzer does and all the other liberal imbeciles that go on there and become a talking head for the parroting of the left. I really think that he's growing pretty aggravated with just lying to people. You know, if he truly felt that his life was in danger, if he truly felt that he may not have that much time left on earth. If he had to reflect on that, I wonder if that's what's causing him to say, I don't like doing this anymore. Well, you know what? That'd be another silver lining in this entire pandemic is if individuals like Acosta were to wake up. We'll see if that happens. Uh, But Chris Cuomo, sick of CNN gig, ridiculous content, not worthy of my time, Chris Cuomo says. I said Acosta because of that last video. But this is Chris Cuomo we're talking about. He went on an epic rant about his job at CNN and how he hates what he does. That's not unusual, Chris. Many people hate what they do. Maybe it's something to do with the fact that it's CNN. With some other news agencies, you just read off the news. But on CNN, you are expected to make up your own. Chris Cuomo said this. I don't want to spend my time doing things that I don't think are valuable enough to me personally. I don't value indulging irrational uh, irrationality and hyper partisanship. I don't like what I do professionally. I don't think it's worth my time. I don't want some jackass loser, fat tire biker being pulled, being able to pull over and get in my face and get in my space and talk crap to me. I don't want to hear it. I want to be able to tell you to go to hell to shut your mouth. I don't get, I don't get, I don't get that doing what I do for a living. You know what, Chris? The fact that people are upset with you is because they know you're lying. They know you're not being honest. They know you're pushing an agenda. They know you're pushing a narrative. 
And they know that that narrative has nothing to do with the health, safety, or prosperity of our country. It's full of nothing but divisiveness. It's full of all kind of contrary lies and Americans are just tired of it. So when a biker sees you and wants to give you a piece of his mind, good for him. He should. He didn't attack you. He didn't assault you. We have freedom of speech in this country. And in this country, we should be free to tell those that lie to us on a continual basis exactly what we feel. Good job, biker. Maybe you're the one that woke up Chris Cuomo. And maybe Chris will paddle himself off the CNN boat. But I'm sure CNN will be quick to replace him with the next person that's just like a junkie wants to get high being on camera don't care how much they lie they're just willing to do it if they can get that paycheck and be on tv it's an unfortunate truth of the matter well we've got uh i want to just bring you this it was an absolute blessing to hear my good friend mike lindell of my pillow speak in the rose garden last week he said he's been on about 75 plus interviews. I wanted to just bring you a little clip of my interview with Mike Lindell that is currently up on my podcast, the David J. Harris Jr. Show. Enjoy this. I love your declaration, your title, just the common sense president. Uh, he's made a habit and a lifestyle out of doing extremely well, follow a lot of, a lot of wisdom, this, a lot of common sense. What we need, and this is what we need right now yes. because you don't have time to have, let's have little meetings and bringing people in to gather information is an informational vacuum, vacuum, but you don't have time to change FDA laws and, and Congress to meet to do this. We're moving in a real time where people can be, are, are dying and things have to be made in real time, real yes. time decisions. And so, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to name the certain governors, but there are Democratic governors I'm very, actually very pleased with that actually I go, wow, they put their politics aside. And on national TV, one of them was on a very bad show, that's, and uh, I won't say the show, but it starts with a V. And, and person, <laughs> I can guess. Uh, <laughs> and that person was from, you know, it was, I believe it was the governor of California. And, and they were trying to get him to say bad things about the president, how he's not helping. And he couldn't even say it. He goes, you know what? We've had our differences, but he got things done. He's the reason. He said, we asked him for this. He answers his phone. He gets it done that day. He doesn't wait around. That's his focus. They got an emergency going on. How are we going to solve it? Just a minute. I'll take care of it. Boom. It's done. It's done. This is what's saving lives. And this is what's going to get us to where we need to be. One little clip right there from my good friend, Mike, with my pillow. I saw one of your comments that you didn't like his pillow. While that is not the normalcy, I have his pillows. I love them. Most of the people I talk about uh, and talk to and hear from love their pillows. But for you watching, if you had a bad experience, send it back. He's got a 10-year guarantee warranty. He's a great guy. Send it back. Get the sheets. His Giza sheets are absolutely amazing. I have those too, and I sleep so well. My wife actually likes those a lot more than the pillows, but there's a little plug for Mike. So please enjoy that. Mike and I also had a moment where we prayed together for the country and for the president and his administration. I know it'll bless you. Uh, David J. Harris Jr. on your favorite podcast platform. Well, Trump is fighting back, friends, and rightly so. He should. He sues an NBC affiliate after they doctored a tape with Biden for a commercial. President Donald Trump today filed a lawsuit against WJFW of NBC, a Rhinelander of Rhinelander, Wisconsin, for defamation after they allowed a doctored tape from the Biden campaign, even after the Trump campaign provided proof that the tape was bogus. 
the Biden campaign took two sentences from two different speeches to be spliced together to create an extremely misleading ad. The suit filed in Price County, Wisconsin uh, Circuit Court followed a cease and desist order from the Trump campaign along with proof of the manipulation. If the court finds in favor of President Trump and NBC has to pay him millions, can NBC write off the cost as a political contribution? (laughs) Jenna Ellis, senior legal advisor to Donald J. Trump, had this to say, it is disappointing that WJFW... Uh, NBC would knowingly continue to broadcast this blatantly false ad and perpetrate falsehoods on the American people even after the Trump campaign provided proof in good faith of the ad's falsity. Jenna is also a good friend of mine and she will be on my podcast. We'll be recording it tomorrow. It'll probably drop this weekend. But Jenna Ellis on the Trump campaign as a legal advisor. She's a constitutional law attorney and she absolutely supports the president suing this network because of their outright lies and misleading the public and how much of that is going on and has been going on how much the american people not even know about i'll bring i'll bring you to this point my wife and i watched that that documentary out of shadows and it is very eye-opening then my wife saw that there's a documentary on hbo basically trying to debunk all the information that was in that documentary out of shadows So I watched that documentary, well, most of it. I got about a half an hour into it and could not stomach all of the propaganda and all of the pieces of facts that they left out. But this, it brought me to this question. How many people watch a documentary like that and have no idea that they're missing so much? Have no idea that all of the details and specific facts are left out intentionally to mislead the people? And guess what they call it? They call it programming, people. They call it programming for a reason. They are programming us. They have been programming us. They've been dictating what we think, how we think, without us even knowing it, by the movies, the shows, and the news that we read. Well, this network just got called out on it. I really hope not only that it wakes up the American people, but but that other networks also begin to get called out on their garbage. They are absolutely the enemy of the people and that's us we the people all right we've got one more here i've got uh, i've actually got two more they're really important we've got the sanders campaign obviously bernie sanders has come out supporting joe biden let me just ask you what is joe gonna do when he has to debate the president (laughs) I, i i hate it's 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 really not funny because there's obviously something mental mentally wrong with joe biden he is battling something mental his cognitive function is not there it is not firing on all cylinders or even close to all cylinders he's got maybe one cylinder left and yet this is who now barack obama has come out finally because there's no other candidates to support and bernie sanders throws his weight behind him as well it really is a sad state of affairs where the Democrat Party has found themselves and even sadder for Americans that really wished that they had a Democrat that they could vote for for president. It's just not going to happen. Well, the Sanders campaign is revolting after Sanders endorses Biden. For those of you who thought Joe Biden would now consolidate Democrats after Bernie Sanders dropped out of the race, I'm sorry to rain on your parade, but Joe Biden is not Bernie Sanders. And with all of the hate acrimony between the two campaigns, it's unlikely that they will will ever come together. Already, the world's whitest black man, Sean King and Brianna Joy Gray, who served as Sanders' national press secretary, are balking big time in supporting Joe Biden for president. And you can bet they're not alone. 
A recent poll on which I reported showed that 15% of Bernie supporters say that they will vote for Trump and that only 80% of Democrats plan to vote for Biden. Those numbers will be devastating if they come through election day. Friends, <laughs> the Democrats are in trouble. And last one on voter fraud, this report should wake everybody up. And, and understand this, as the Democrats in Congress are pushing for new ways for us to cast our ballots for voting this year, they're pushing for mail vote. They're pushing for vote by mail. That's what they think is going to be the answer and the solution to all of this self-isolation. Well, the problem with that is there is a whole lot that goes wrong with vote by mail. More than 28 million mail-in ballots went missing in the last decade. The Democrats are bound and determined to have write-in voting in 2020. The reason why is simple. They have no shot of winning back the House with Joe Biden leading them, so they need to cheat. The thing I'm surprised about is that they're not demanding color-coded envelopes for returning their votes, red for Republicans and blue for Democrat. It would make it so much easier for, they, for them to just toss the Republican ballots out without having to open them first. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to add that color coding. It has been said over the past 10 years that 28 million ballots have disappeared. Considering that there is a, a only voting every other year, that comes out to about 5.6 million ballots lost every election. If it becomes all mail-in, the Democrats counting the votes will lose more than that, than that by themselves. Mail-in voting is the easiest way to achieve voter fraud that there is. And that's exactly why Democrats are pushing for it. Friends, we've got to make sure, we've got to hope and pray that what the president has on the agenda to get our economy back, gets our economy back up and roaring, gets us back out in the public, out back out to work, back out to support our families, back out to see everybody, everybody's beautiful, smiling faces and enjoy one of the reasons we love being human beings. Emotional responses, emotional touch. We love the hugs. We love the handshakes. We love seeing people. And we love, I think a lot of people are loving now more than ever, the opportunity to get out and go to work and see all the people that we work with and enjoy throughout the day. Well, hopefully you're enjoying it. If not, think about what you could do right now during this self-isolation time. Work on things that you've been wanting to do for decades. Stop putting off those things that you have been saying, if I only had enough time. Right now, you've got the time. So make some good use of it. We will get through this pandemic. We'll get through it better, bigger, and stronger, and hopefully more united than ever. And then with the House, with the Senate, and with the President, we will truly be positioned for greatness. God bless you. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. Please subscribe to my podcast, The David J. Harris Jr. Show. I just interviewed David Benham, the gentleman whose video I showed last week that was arrested for standing outside of an abortion clinic just to provide counseling to mothers walking in for potentially an abortion. And what he shared with me today was pretty riveting. You're going, to love, you're going to love it. So God bless you. Thank you so much again. Have a great rest of your evening. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.